The glizzies, the glizzies. The glizzies are talking about. Remember that? You see the meme of Mayor Brown eating that hot dog? <gasps> oh, my oh. God. Glizzies. <laughs> there it is. He was eating that hot dog like he had never eaten anything before. <laughs> it was his first day with his mouth and his taste buds. Kate's butts had just been oh activated for the first time, so they were still trying to figure it out, and everything was really like strong. So he was eating before. that hot dog like it was manna from heaven. He was eating that hot dog like it was a cure for cancer. That man was eating that hot dog. And I've never been disgusted by a man eating hot dog. I ain't homophobic. I'm nothing. So it's, it was just gross how he was shoving it down his place. Like he was playing whack-a-mole on himself. I was so grossed out. Who even took the picture? And it was whoever took it has zoomed in this much. They had split their their fingers almost did the splits how fast they zoomed that in (laughs) on their phones. It's the same people who took that picture of you with the sign. It's the same, and they sold it. (laughs) They sold it just like because at least I was just holding the sign saying, "Yeah, listen to us." This man was inhaling that weeder. I was so grossed out. I looked out, I was like, because you know, and you know why? No, she is crazy. It looks like interracial porn. You know, I think Mary Brown's mouth looks like a vagina. So to see that phallic symbol shooting down with all sorts of toppings. (laughs) Disgusting. Welcome. 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 Welcome to Three Sirens Podcast. I'm Aisha. I'm Felicia. And I'm Jay Tanoa. Oh. Uh-oh. Oh, 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 oh. oh that's yeah. <laughs> this is sexy. New with the sexiness. Um, <laughs> this is episode 49. There's a lot of exciting things that are happening. First of all, thank you for waiting. Thank you for being patient. Thank you for being ever present in our podcasting lives. I'm not talking about Jesus. I'm talking about the listeners. So hey, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Let me get to our business. We're the Three Sirens Podcast. We are living, breathing juxtapositions. Um, You had it. Living, breathing juxtapositions, sipping while dipping in and out of intellectual discord and pseudo pettiness. I am slightly sober, so you might not get my wit that you usually would when I'm sipping on that scissor. But we are... We're just excited that we're being recorded again, y'all. We're just happy to be here. Yes, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, the Stitchers, Google Play, um, what else? Any other place you, you listen to your podcast and SoundCloud. SoundCloud. That's our number one, SoundCloud. And we're on IG, Facebook, and Twitter. Three Cyrus Podcast, always the number three. Our top, now listen, we know it's been a while, but our top listener was Valentica. Valentica. 
our top listener. Yeah, Valentika. I just want to say something else, y'all. We have been listened to more in Britain than in U.S. in the last month. So I just, really? Yeah, we've crossed the pond. And I guess we're quite popular. So, <laughs> cheerio. Do you know that I grew up my formative years in England? I grew up in England. Well, didn't grow up, but I was there for a while. Really? I didn't know that. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, sure was. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, and you know who that's speaking? Mm-hmm. I'm going to let... I, I just want to give a backstory. We have already recorded and it blew up and exploded. So the first time I was really, really, yeah, I was really, really excited about um, our new co-host. And I am just as excited now. I just, I'm just telling you, I am just as excited now. It's just that I am scared that we're going to do this and it's not going to work. So I am being cautiously optimistic, but I want to, I want to introduce to you this fabulous, brilliant, amazing woman who I've been a fan of for a very long time. I had well over a decade, well over a decade. I've been a fan of her and she's just, she's just everything. I just want her to introduce herself. Go right. Go, 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 go. <laughs> Hi, my name is Drea Denora. I'm so, so happy to be a part. Um, I am a full-time music artist. I'm a mother of five children and I am the founder of Feed Buffalo, which is Western New York's first organic, safe and halal food access resource center. And I'm just happy to contribute. You know, I, I, I bring you uh, some healing, I bring you some spiritual insight, and I bring you a little bit of ratchetness as well. And I'm just happy to show up as me today. So thanks for having me. Oh, the ex- exact opposite of me. I brought you some spirit and some healing. I'm bringing trauma and pain. <laughs> That's what I'm bringing today. And I'm glad you're here. And I'm glad you're here to help because I need. <laughs> When she brought the greetings, I was ready to say greetings in his name. I was waiting. When I, I hear I bring you greetings, and I just go out and praise the testimony. And now, Felicia. Right, I bring you greetings from St. Oh, such and such. When such and such is my past. But I wanted to say, I thank and I praise God. Now, <laughs> now, and now everybody's saved. Now that we're on, now everybody's <laughs> saved. Okay. All right. So you know the deal. When we start, we talk about our sticky situation, which is the meat of our show. This is when we talk about how we navigate this ish called life. Um, every episode, people bring things we haven't spoken about it before, so we're really bringing our authentic selves to the response. So, who would like to go first? I think you went first last time. You want to start with that? Or do well, you that blew up. That blew up. So all bets are off. <laughs> no, I, I will. I'll, oh, good, Dre. Dre, like to go. Mercury was in retrograde last time. We should have known. Better. I know it we just ended. Known better. Mm-hmm. Right. It just right. ended. We should be good. We're good. Go it's ahead. Right to me now. She's okay. a singer. She's. <laughs> I guess she's so, going for my There's neck, a song everybody. for everything. Yes. Um, okay. I want to. Okay. So this past weekend on Friday. Um, I it was on my heart to do a protest concert for our dear our dear Carrie O'Horn, and I was in public, you know, and we were at City Hall, so I know it's a you never know who's going to show up. So there was someone that was kind of close to me that was taking pictures and documenting everything, and. I'm telling you, I didn't feel safe. Like, I thought maybe that person, like, worked for the government or was an undercover cop or was sent by the FBI to come, like, take pictures of me. So, like, I was really, really uncomfortable because now we got to deal with these masks. And so when you see, like, you know, he's a white man, he his mask went, like, right under his eye. 
and he had on a, a cap and he had a bunch of tattoos and so I didn't know. I thought that maybe like he was a member of the Skulls and Bones Society or something. Oh, I didn't know. Right. And then he was kind of close to my daughter, my younger daughter, who was kind of like behind me. So I really felt uncomfortable. And I just wanted to say like, being a black woman and being out in front of people doing a concert, and then there's a white man with a bunch of tattoos and undercover, mm. you think it's an undercover cop and a really crazy time Mm -hmm. that was a crazy feeling that i had Mm. and i feel bad because (laughs) i made this post like you know yeah you think you're watching me i'm watching you too i got a picture of you and i posted it and i was like anybody know him you know tag me so then i go to my instagram and you know you can see uh who to tag you on instagram the man tagged me with the most beautiful pictures And the most beautiful videos everyone like and added a beautiful comment that he was so happy and honored to be there to witness this beautiful concert so i just i would just feel horrible but like what do you want me to do you know what i'm saying she's laughing at me i feel bad i'm not really oh God, i just sent him an email or something like i just feel so bad i can go back on facebook and delete my post but i'm saying like i feel like that's a sticky situation for yeah. me because yeah. at this point, how, how do you know? Yeah, and you also felt unprotected in that moment. I felt like very yeah. unprotected. Oh. I'm looking at a picture. This man is close to my child. Yeah. And we were all having fun around the piano. I make eye contact with him. I'm laughing like from my gut. And he just looks at me. And Yikes. maybe he was smiling, but how the hell <laughs> would he said, I was didn't want to interrupt the family time, but I was smiling. He was smizing. He didn't want to interrupt the family time, but he also wanted to make sure he documented my family time. And I felt horrible. I just, I just, that was a gift. To give you oh a my gift. God. You're going to get a, a Christmas. You're going to get a montage of all the things. Like, I made this for you, your family. Right. <laughs> I'm an ally. I'm an ally. <laughs> Judging a book by its cover. Oh, my, oh God. my God. I know. Oh. There was a lot to unpack there too because I mean we're it just begs the question. No, not the begs the question. It just really shows the context of how us black how we black women are living to the point where we're feeling mm-hmm. like you said so unsafe that immediately if someone looking a certain way is doing an action, we immediately go there. Like we're not mm-hmm. in a place anymore to be like, What's he taking a picture of? You know, it's really like mm-hmm. out to get me and my family mm-hmm. and it really mm-hmm. is. I mean and I mean I am I mean, I'm not trying to make light of your situation, but I have been a victim of that. And I went to a protest on about the, um, this was a few years ago when BPS was really going through it. I remember Pastor Pridgen, they, they had hosted the DPC, had hosted all these uh, these events, and Pastor Pridgen was there and asking, is the system working like it should be? And all the other board members were saying, no, no, no. And the pastor was like, hell yeah, it, is. it was set up for us to not be doing, you know, black people to succeed. And I was like, yeah. So I was going to all these protests. So I show up on City Hall, and there's people taking there. People had already made signs, and they're like, here, you can use these signs. So I was like, yes. And it was, it was saying something like give us our give us our voice talk about parents you know parents having a part of it i hold up the sign do you know whoever took that picture sold it many times it was in the socialist paper it was in the beast all for different things it was like yeah we deserve something it was me like 
I was in a calendar. I was in a calendar on the west side. People were like in restaurants saying, "Is this you?" They just kept selling. And whenever it needed like people in a like in a group and saying, "Listen to us," like the thing, I was all over. It was like two years that thing was being used. And so, I mean, at that point, yeah, exactly. And I know I was, out, I was in a public space doing a thing, but the fact that my photo kept being sold yeah. were different. I, I bet you I'll Google. I could put up a link showing it. I was in the the, the communist paper. <laughs> about something <laughs> about what if I, my job was like is she a communist I mean my job's not like that I'm just saying what if I was a person in a right, position right. Like that kind of stuff mattered so yeah it's 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 a really really scary time I'm very happy that you it is showed just to be a man who wanted to take a picture of your family and give you praises because it really could have been worse it really could have yeah so <sighs> Like, I think my biggest takeaway that I keep feeling though, I keep going back to is like that I hate that you just felt yeah so protected, mm-hmm. and that's an issue for me mm-hmm. because there was just no reason that a black woman should have been in a public space like that and been unprotected. Like there should have been, our brothers, our men should have been there for force, making sure that you and your family were good. And it's just like we are, we we walk around like that oftentimes feeling unsafe feeling unprotected can't go to the gas station without being approached can't go you can't walk anywhere without being approached and i've seen like people like women like kind of get i guess like harassed or you know and i've seen brothers not step in Mm -hmm. like i've seen brothers watch because i mean it it, it takes me down a rabbit hole when i start thinking Mm -hmm. about um, all the fight videos and you got the brothers filming them instead of stepping in and saying we're not going to do this they're filming them and egging them on and I know that's like a lot different but it just keeps reminding me of like where is that protector world mm-hmm. is that like not being instilled anymore is that like is it too old school is it is it I mean I've heard things like oh well black women say we're independent women so we don't need to protect like you hear all this BS about things and but I just feel like where are our brothers that like you should I just feel like you never should that's what keeps standing out to me. you shouldn't have ever felt that you weren't protected or unsafe mm-hmm. even I don't care what how many white men were there with how many tattoos or how mm-hmm. many masks you should have felt like okay you're here but guess what mm-hmm. you know my crew is here too mm-hmm. and we're good and for that crew to have been mostly women Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sort of what it went what, down. You know, you, know? What's, you know what's interesting is that with the whole quote unquote Black Lives Matter movement, I've been hearing a lot of people say that it seems to be uh, geared more, it's, it's a movement that's led by black women mm-hmm. um, and yeah. black, Three women. black queer women. Mm-hmm. And so there's this narrative that they don't want black men around, you know? And I've heard, I've heard black men say that. Mm-hmm. But my thing is, so. Now, if I associate myself with any type of protest, like I'm wondering, like, do any of my brothers feel that I take that same stance? Like, mm, maybe I don't need them to be there, but I do need them to be there. Yeah, I'm in a post like, where where y'all at? Like, I, I want the brothers to show up, and I'm actually really used to to the men showing up. But it's like the time that we did it was kind of weird. I mean, mm. It was during the day, and a lot of people that I know that would have been there had to work. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely like looking at that picture, just having I like like the thought that somebody was that close to my daughter, mm-hmm. and I'm so deep into a performance that I didn't even know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is a scary thought. Yeah, I was going to say that you know with the the movement movement things that 
regardless of for me i'm saying regardless of perception like the black life movement foundation is something different black lives matters foundation but the black lives matters movement that's beyond you know of someone saying that we're in the front front like the whole notion that black lives matters that there should be room men i might when i'm saying men should feel like regardless of what this hat this um entity is saying the movement of black lives mattering that matters to me and i'm going to show up for my sisters you know i like you know mm-hmm. so so if i'm have you know i mean like it goes beyond like it's not a sanctioned this is the, the buffalo chapter black lives matters and right. our tenants and we don't want men which that, I, that's not true but i'm just saying but this is you as a artist as a woman coming and saying with the love of black bodies and lives i'm having an event so i i would hope that men would have the the men in in, um our lives will have the decency to be like oh i know who she is and i want to support my question is like is there expectation that we think that the men would just show up or or is there some part that we have to say we need you there i'm doing this i definitely move with the expectation i do okay Mm -hmm. and i don't know why i feel that way but it's just like if i if i do something even at home, not saying the men and my children, but I, yeah. when I come in the door, like I expect my children to do certain things. I expect I my son to take the garbage out. I expect you to make sure I'm good. If you eat, I expect you to save me a plate. I just have certain expectations. Mm-hmm. And I'm the same way with black men. Like if you know I'm going to be out in the public anywhere, mm-hmm. you know, and that makes me vulnerable and susceptible to potential harm, mm-hmm. then I think you should just show up and cover me. Mm-hmm. And so I maybe I should ask, but then I'm telling you when we were planning this, I did reach out. Right, yeah. That's and what then I mean. yeah, I'm, it's I'm, like nobody's available. So then it's mm, just like, well, So do I, I not call? do it? Right, do I not do it? It's just like, they're who, not available? Who can I call? Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's not gonna always be available when, when, when you're doing something, but just the fact that I only have like a couple of people to call, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Right. It's, it's problematic for me. So if those couple of people are not available, then I'm just kind of like ass out, out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I would hope that, and I've never thought about this because I don't, you know, I don't have events that aren't work. You know what I mean? And I and I know this seems weird, but it it should like be built, even if it's just like the not the regular dude on the street. It should be built to these black fraternities. That I can I can call a black fraternity and say I'm having an event mm-hmm. black men we need you out here to show mm-hmm. for you know what I mean like I'm I'm just saying that even that if there's organizations that are black men who say they're about the community this mm-hmm. should be this should be part of their thought process right mm-hmm. to even be like you know just that's a yeah, great idea yeah to be part of the thought process to be like yeah, you know the, the men the yes the the fantastic gentlemen of blah 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 will be here supporting our sisters mm-hmm. you know make I mean so I'm just saying that you know when people talk about being organized you know what i mean like that's the kind of thing i think of like you know put show up put your money where your mouth is mm-hmm. you know so i was just I, that was I was thinking of if it's not just gonna be so-and-so from bailey gonna just walk up i'm gonna go up there and support her at least be the organized ones darn right yeah mm. mm-hmm. there's so much it's just so much Thank you, Drea. Thank you so much for sharing. It really is. It's a short demonstration, but it really does open up so many <coughs> feelings, you know, about how we show up for one another. Yeah. How we ride, especially as black women, how we mm-hmm. show up for black men. 
constantly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and how we would love to have, have the same and sometimes they do but you know in this time especially but it doesn't feel like it oh yeah i i definitely have people that show up mm-hmm. i mean i just i just would like to see more of it yeah. you know I would like to see more of it and even even in our younger brothers you know mm-hmm. like i have a um, few older women that's reached out to me like yeah my grandson needs this my grandson needs that and i'm just like i don't even know who to sometimes i feel like we cannot call that could like right spend time with him like come get him or come like on a regular on a consistent basis you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i think that you know we're all trying to build you know, like at least people in my circle, like they're yeah. all trying to build right now. Yes. But it's like, they really need to show up not only for black women, but like for the children. Mm-hmm. You know, especially those who don't have that that positive black male figure in their lives. Mm. So now we've, so we've put some, uh, some charges on these black men. Show up. Mm-hmm. When we show up for the children, show up for the mm-hmm. women, show up for yourselves. Mm-hmm. Show yeah. up. Show up. We'll be there. We're always there. And if and if you're already doing it, yeah, don't no, don't, yeah, don't be offended. No, we ain't it's talking to you. you. Unless it's, it's you. This is for the ones who don't show up, you know. And if you show up, you can call your brothers in. Yeah. Yes. To do to do more. If you see they're not doing it, you know, yeah. call your brothers in to do the same. And it certainly doesn't diminish your showing up. We're not saying who cares you're here. Here's we want the ones who aren't here because people, you know, no, sometimes no. That's, what, that's what they feel like. You know, some people sometimes feel like, I'm, what am I, chopped liver? Right. <laughs> no. Right. Yeah. No. Right. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. Who's going next? I'm going next because okay. I actually kind of relates, kind of sorta. Okay. Maybe Felicia, really. this okay. is Felicia. Who's going next? This is Felicia. <laughs> so <clears throat> mine. Uh, my sticky situation kind of I feel piggybacks off Andrea's a little bit just because it has to do with black men and black women and so if you've been listening to the show for a while you'll know that I can't stand a pick me Uh can't stand a pick me woman but I've been struggling with um I think I felt like one a couple times and I didn't like it (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you said it it. (laughs) It it didn't feel nice <laughs> I've been struggling with like balancing holding black men accountable mm-hmm. and not being a pick me and holding black men accountable and feeling like a pick me. If I've, I've been I've been struggling with it in some of my conversations and, and I think I've been having some conversations with black men and hearing their perspective and like when I understand and agree, a part of me kind of feels like I'm being I'm being that pick me, especially if it's on a post and I'm in the unpopular opinion. I want to be like, wow, guys, you got to listen to him. Like, he's coming from his heart. Like, I'm, I'm, I've been struggling. <laughs> it sounds been just struggling. like you. <laughs> give me an, could you, I don't think Drea and I really comprehend. Could you give us an exact example of when you did this and highlight the post? <laughs> <laughs> the viewers want to see it. <laughs> oh, the God. listeners, the listeners want to see it. I'll crop it, <laughs> put it. <laughs> so there's been posts, there's been in-person conversations. Um, a lot of it's been with stuff going on lately, but I'll touch on that later because it's going to hit my spin the globe. But um, just there's been a, I've noticed a lot of conversations lately mm-hmm. surrounding um, interactions and relationships between black men and black women, mm-hmm. and. Um, Hmm. You, you, must, be on, you must be on Will. You must be on Will's side. 
You know, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to it. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Miss Pick Me. But, um, oh my gosh, because I'm going to lose my train of thought. Sorry. I was having a conversation with Drea about, oh, just a lot of these things that I guess like I didn't know that men experience as far as dating and relationships and things that I think, um, you know, I've been told for, that I have like a very narrow kind of view sometimes because I, I'm, you know, my experiences, my circle, yeah. like I don't, I don't hear about a lot of things. I'm not aware of a lot of things that are happening in everyday life for a lot of people. And I guess there's like a lot of stuff going on that I didn't, I wasn't privy to. And my, my cousin, what the kids say, put me on. He yep. put me on. That's what the kids mm-hmm. say. He put, put, put me on, on to put something. Put me on. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> That's what he had did. They put you on. He put me on. And like, you know, we talked about the $40 before. You know, I was lost with the $40. Yeah. Remember I, the $40? Yeah, I remember you didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know they were asking for forty dollars. Definitely didn't know. We didn't yeah. know about the forty dollars. Mm-hmm. I, I ain't got forty dollars. Nobody gave me forty. I didn't ask for forty dollars. Mm-hmm. I didn't know we were supposed to. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> what, what, what are we gonna do with forty dollars? But so I guess there's like this, this trend going around where um, some women are like accepting dates from men that they don't find attractive. Yeah, and they're letting them like take them to like a really fancy restaurant yeah. and like ordering a fancy meal, expensive meal. But they're like, I guess the thing to do is take a picture of the meal and the guy <gasps> and say like, oh, he's ugly, but I'm gonna eat his food, or he's ugly, but thanks for the whatever. And like they're posting the picture of the food and the guy. What and at, what timeline is this happening on? Not on my save. Not on my. Not on mine. And so because I'm like, that's not happening. That's not a real. That's not fake. That's not right. So my people start tagging me. Like, look, oh. hey, look, look, cuz. Remember what when we talked about in this ramp? They have like 600 comments, and the comments are primarily other women cheering them on. Like, yes, just get that dinner. Yes, and I'm like, whoa, <laughs> get that, <laughs> get that, get get that dinner. dinner. Get that lobster. And I'm lobster. like, lobster. <laughs> They're going like to fancy place. And I'm like, first of all, red lobster. When did these restaurants open back up? <laughs> they're, in in, they're in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> they're down, yeah, they're down there in Atlanta and, and all the hot spots. These are all the hot spot restaurants. <laughs> COVID hot spots. COVID hot spot restaurants. I've never heard of this before. Th- so that's the thing. I just so you're picking so, up for the men, like, oh man, these women are terrible. They don't deserve right. You. And then I, but I look back at my comment and how it looks. <laughs> <laughs> how it looks in a collective of women and but yeah so just like that and just a lot of conversations where I guess like hearing some things from male perspectives and point of views that I just I mean I just don't always get yeah I just don't have like a lot of deep conversations about relationships and male female interactions with a lot of men so Mm. to have had a couple like it's like wow like this really is a whole different perspective that I hadn't taken into account Mm. like as far as dating goes because we kind of feel I think a lot of women might feel like you know we're the ones who are like kind of more the more vulnerable person yes, in the, okay, in the growth. and just hearing like that men feel like that no, actually I feel like I'm in a pretty vulnerable position when like I'm interested in you and you know I'm you know I'm, I'm nervous about investing all this time all the things that we think that we think about yeah it's just interesting to hear like oh I didn't think that men like put that much stock or you know what I mean that much yeah. feeling and thought into certain things and it's like no we're, we're humans we have feelings and thoughts like oh, <laughs> you too but <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, so just I don't know. I've been struggling with navigating that. I've been finding myself. I've been finding myself in, in the wrong side of the comments lately. I don't know. <laughs> First of all, I love it, and I think you said a key thing. You said you've been having conversations with men. 
Mm-hmm. And men talk about being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Men talk about you know the insecurities of this or their expectations that mm-hmm. we know fuckboys talk about other things. They're mm-hmm. the ones that are sending the 50 good morning beautifuls to see how many they can get back. They're the right. ones, you know. And I um so so if we just take that part of it, I think a lot of the times we're getting reports about fuckboys and not men, and then kind of that translates to men. Right, they're talking about they're dealing with these younger. Then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, it's like the narrative. Like we only see men from age twenty to twenty nine, or twenty or thirty. Excuse me, twenty to thirty five, and and all that trash part of them is what gets perpetuated. But I love to hear that men are having conversations with you and men. So mm-hmm. your comments may be about men, but they're you're making comments on a post that's been happening with the boy. Mm-hmm. So you're mm-hmm. not a pick me. You're just talking about oranges, and they dealing with apples. I think I think that's exactly right. I'll never be a pick me. No, ever, ever. You're not a pick me. I'm not a pick me. Can you can you define pick me? Oh, <laughs> oh, what so pick me, pick me, pick me. Yeah, pick me. I'm not like those other girls. I'm not like those other hood. I'm class. Pick me, right? Those girls Mm -hmm. are so trash. I'm a real woman, man. I'm pick me, yeah, Mm -hmm. man. Exactly. I can. I'll. I'll ride hard with you. These other chicks ain't ready. Mm -hmm. You know why? You know why he ain't with you? Because you ain't got your ass together. I do. Pick me. Mm -hmm. That's what a pick me is. That's what a pick me is. I'm the person like if a guy can be talking crap on the set, and all the women are talking sense. Talking about no, we're not going for that. No, that's not acceptable. And then she's like, Well, I mean, I think it's okay. I don't really see anything wrong with it. And, you know, validating things you just really shouldn't be validating because mm-hmm. you want to be viewed as the desirable yes. uh, choice. And mm-hmm. always at the expense of another woman. Always. You know, it's not even just like I'm but always to make sure you make the distinction that you're not like these other broads. Mm-hmm. That's the other pick me part. Now she's a she's a lot a lot of things, okay? <laughs> but mean, hateful, know it allish. Who? But she is not a pick me. I'm yeah. only know it allish because I usually know it all. But here we go. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Here we go. I'm not a pretender. I'm not that either. <laughs> oh, the pick me is the worst. And now I'm being a pick me because I ain't like those pick me's. <laughs> oh my god I'm going to write some anti-pick me policies yep get them get those together for the social media world yeah we don't need to be we don't we don't have to put down other women to I mean if you want to be with that man go ahead but go ahead go on go ahead if you want to be with right. that man, go on but don't talk about me for now but don't shame anybody else right that I don't want well, I think, it I think, I think the thing is when you when you see yourself then you don't have to try it so hard to be seen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's very true. It's it's very true. It sounds like not just somebody who has a different opinion from the right, but like a person that is trying to be seen. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yes. But when you see your when you see yourself, you don't have to, you know, go so hard. Mm-hmm. You just be. You just be. You just be. That's absolutely because half. I think more than half the time they probably don't even really agree. Mm-hmm. It's That's just like it's wanting to be seen and wanting to be seen as. Mm. It's just still to... not seen as that thing because social media is just an illusion. Like you're not, it's especially if you're not showing up as yourself. Like people don't actually see you. Right. So absolutely. It's just a big waste of energy. It really is. It really is a lot of cultivation. 
and not authentication. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, everybody, if you think Felicia's a pick me, please put it on our page. <laughs> We're going to do a poll. Don't be scared. We'll do a poll. Don't be scared. She's not going to do nothing. <laughs> she ain't gonna do all that. my dreads and our fans, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Listen, if you're a three times, you are family and family talks to family in a legitimate way. So family, if you got to check Felicia. Go but you know, there's always a part of the family that we don't really care for. <laughs> what did I say earlier? What did I, did I tell you? See, I said she a lot of things. <laughs> what did I say? But pick me up one. This is a little sidebar. Andrea's talked about her fit. That's we last time we were trying to figure out what we're gonna call her fans. Did we come up with something? What was it? No. I don't remember. <laughs> I think we did. I think it was slightly inappropriate. I can't remember. It was. I think it was MFers. We kept saying it was. It was because I kept it saying was. something, Mother Emma. I was me. I was it yelling because I was mad at work. It was it was I can't. Crazy. It was what I yelled when I was because I'm about to do my um my um what's the thing that we're doing now? Same situation. That's what that's where it came from because I'm talking about my coworkers. I was calling them MFs. But we'll think of something different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. So this is my Isha. I'll do mine. Um, so I was going to do actually do something different from my um, sticky situation than I did for the uh, the recording that got lost to, to space. Because <laughs> times we recorded way in May. Here it is July. But things have changed. And as Felicia said earlier, things have remained the same. And I, I, it's still what I'm I'm really struggling with, and it's in my job, and it's the fact that I have to um, theoreticize and think of race and social and racial injustice um, academically, mm. and that I'm getting to the end of my rope because I, I talk about and I work in this stuff all day long, you know, you know, ten out eight to ten hours a day. Um, just writing about it, talking about it, creating activities about black people and talking about our inequities and talking about how we're so behind in this and this and that and we and, and talking about the systems that do it. So it's not just like black people are terrible, it's like talking about this. So even hard because it's about the system that seems so big and so vast and never can change. And then, you know, you know, clicking off the Zoom and turning on the TV and seeing, turning on social media and seeing, just living my life, looking at my boys, looking at my family and just seeing, and I'm exhausted. Mm. I'm completely exhausted and something has to give. Like I cannot, mm. you know, it's my passion. So I, I can't see myself working in any other way, but I just need, um, I'm coming to you. I'm glad Drea was, um, talk about herself, bringing some healing and Felicia, you bring in your, your, your frame of healing too. I need some help because I'm struggling. Seriously. I am really, really struggling to the point where I feel like just like checking out, meaning not, mm. not that kind, but just like totally shutting down. Like I don't want to do anything because it's just so much. Mm. So that's and 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 not to say that you know twenty four hours. I feel like that I have recently um, been doing some hiking, and I never thought I thought I'd find solace in outdoors. And it really mm-hmm. has been helping me in, in grounding and those kind of things. But mm-hmm. it's still I need. It feels to me like those are stop gaps, and I mm-hmm. really need something that I'm going that's that is going to be a continual process to help me because my brain is overloaded. It's just like it'll make you feel like why why anything why even be mm-hmm. here 
you know it really and that and that's how i've been feeling lately just overwhelmed so sorry to bring us all down but that's what my sticky situation is because i'm i know that i'm supposed to be optimistic and you know when i'm doing this planning seeing the small wins and this and that but it seems like that stuff isn't working for me anymore mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's where i am i think yeah kind of that exhaustion too i think it's just even when you're not at work i can only imagine how many times we feel like we need to explain to white people mm-hmm. why the actions of white people <laughs> are so harmful to us as black people that is exhausting and so mm-hmm. just reading some of these posts and seeing how heartless and insensitive some people have to be and the fact that you even have to come up with any type of policy or any type of practices that should already just right. be in place Thank due you. to the, just nature and just right. being a human being you know with, with, with thoughts and feelings and, and, and blood running through your veins like everybody else then that is that's crazy and just knowing like why you have to do it because it's not something that's natural mm-hmm. and you have to work with these people like that is that's just too much <laughs> it's too much thank you it's too much um <clears throat> so my thoughts too are it, it is too much mm-hmm. it is exhausting it's, it's you can't get a break it's like um and I know that this is your life's work, so I know yeah. that, I, I do know that you're passionate about it, and so I know it's not like oh, you know, necessarily looking for a career change or something. Right, but right. I don't know if you remember when I talked about how, um, especially in my last position when I was dealing with child sexual abuse all day, every day. Yes. Um, I can't work and play in trauma. Yeah. Like I can't, you know, I have to have some separation yeah. from it. So. Um, I couldn't. I couldn't come home and watch my, one of my favorite shows, which is SVU Special Victims right. Unit. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't watch it, fantasize and mm-hmm. televise and dramatize, um, and then go be in eight to ten hours a day mm-hmm. with real people, real lives, real cases. Real cases. Yeah. It, it was too much, and I had to be very, very, very intentional about um, outside of work what I gave my energy to, what I yeah. um I don't know what that looks like for you. I don't know no. what it looks like on social media brain because social media, like this is, we don't want to silence ourselves now. Right. I don't know if that looks like you making posts and not scrolling through a news feed. Yeah. I don't know if that, you know what I mean? Just, you know, saying what you have to say and, and finding something else to do besides just scrolling. Mm-hmm. Um, get it. I always, I'll definitely always be an advocate of being out more outdoors. Yeah. Like I'm finding the love of nature walks and, you know, some light hiking too. I, I went on a little hike to go see the eternal flame. I saw that, that, that you saw the flame you didn't see me trying to get up that hill <laughs> that's what you saw you saw the beauty of the hike you didn't see me struggling and thinking i was gonna die oh, plummet to my death i saw the glory not the, the story <laughs> you saw, I the, saw glory, the glory and not the story <laughs> but, but i loved it and I, i've discovered that, that that's something that i love and i've gone you know mm-hmm. just being by the water mm-hmm. just these things and the, um the earth does it has things naturally that can ground us and you said that, that you did feel like grounded yes. but i think really exploring more of those things making them more of a part of your regular lifestyle you got to balance it some kind of yeah. way Thank and you. um i don't know like your job has to know that that has to be exhausting just because of the kind of work that you do and yes. i would assume that they're sensitive to that and have yes. conversations that. i don't know what that does it look like can i have a couple of days off mm-hmm. every now and again just, yeah. just to do nothing just yeah. not to be here and not to be on these calls like i don't know if you, if you need to build that into your work schedule where these, these are just the days i'm not going to 
touch this. Right. Yeah. At work or at home or at play. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know what that looks like for you and what you're, what you have available to you as far as those kind of resources. Do, but you, like, you have to do something that's so that they're not living, working, and playing all in the same yeah. thing, which is tra- which becomes trauma. Yeah. You. You, mm-hmm. These are these are some great. Um, thank you. Thank you both for for your insight because it, these are things that I've been you know trying to do. Oh, what happened? I saw you looking scared. We just had a Oh, I know. I saw you looked over. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. They scared me. We're on the Zoom. <laughs> Here, I am pouring my heart out. Uh, I've tried. <laughs> I've no, no. You're. The, I'm. I'm happy to know that I'm on the right track because those are things I've been doing. Like I actually deactivate my Facebook page just for a minute, just because it's like every post. Even though there's some things that are funny, but they're just my timeline is just full timeline mm-hmm. it's just full that's all it is that's all it is there might be some fun things between but it's mostly that all of my timeline so mm-hmm. i and i had curated to hear black voices and this is what's happening in the black world right now so that's all i'm seeing like no mm-hmm. i'm like i can't get out of the algorithm mm-hmm. it's all everything mm-hmm. so yeah yeah i deactivated it for for a minute um and because it's easier to curate twitter so i'm i'm starting to you know get some things some other things on um and you know like you said the taking the time our, our job is really they're they're very they're they're understanding about what we're doing and what the, what my projects center around so they've been telling me to take time off and i have been but i appreciate to know i'm going you know the right place of trying to figure out um some ways to unplug and disengage from it and finding some beauty and other things and, and being okay with that because at one time I was like well how can I be laughing when people are dying absolutely That's, so I had talked about that not too long ago like we still have a right to find joy Yeah, we still have a right to experience joy we don't have to feel guilty about finding pockets not even pockets I mm-hmm. think when I talked about it I said like pockets of happiness and joy we still have a right to a joyous fruitful happy life yeah um, even with all this going on, it doesn't mean that our lives have to be over completely overshadowed and dictated um, by fear, mm-hmm. by anger, by outrage. We can we can have those feelings, but it doesn't make us um, any less privy to the beauty of life. Like mm. we still deserve all of that, and we should yeah. still seek it. We should still intentionally seek it out and yeah. curate that. We were um, Felicia and I were were blessed to be able to participate in the filming. Mm-hmm by um, Naila Ansari, who's a choreographer, and she's um, getting her master's in something that's related to dance. I don't want to like misquote it. But um, so she did this project on Black Joy and specifically like Black Joy and Black women. Mm -hmm. And it was so beautiful. Like in the room, we were just surrounded by like our elders. And then we had some some people as young as like 16 and 17 in the room Mm -hmm. and maybe the eldest is probably like uh, close to 70 mm. and everything in between and she was talking about how from a dancer's perspective how we tend to choreograph uh, moments of pain right. moments of I love like, that we, like, mm. like when you were preparing for a show you gotta rehearse and I know you guys understand that mm. as me, like <laughs> dance moms mm-hmm. you understand like how your children have to rehearse and rehearse and rehearse and rehearse yeah. and you rehearse the same moves over and over and over mm-hmm. and over again to perform those moves and she said and that's what we tend to do like um, we rehearse and we prepare for our trauma right and she said do we um, 
and how can we rehearse and prepare for moments of joy mm, and it nice. really comes to like look inside and i've literally been on that ever since that that um that that day we were able to have that powerful discussion you know and she said well you know what brings you joy like what's what's the earliest moment that you can recall that you that you felt something that you um would identify as joy mm-hmm. and how can you like go back to that feeling and how can you recreate that feeling mm-hmm. and how can you practice that you know and i think it's so important for us to be really intentional mm-hmm. about doing things that bring us joy especially amidst you know this pandemics that we're in yes you know? yes like, we got too much fearful things coming at us mm-hmm. constantly as you already stated but like like for me what brings me joy is to like play my piano mm-hmm. so now like in the pantry like mm-hmm. i have a piano in here now oh Actually, wonderful and i just went and found something on facebook marketplace it was 150 dollars, and you know u-haul truck is 100 dollars, mm-hmm. and we just moved it and it's here now so now i can come here and play because that brings me joy. Mm-hmm. I don't have to be learning a new song. Right. I don't have to be preparing for a show, but just, you know, playing. I, I'm making it my business every day to come here and do this because it just makes me happy. So mm-hmm. we are, you know, let's, I'm just want to remind us all to do that. You know, like Thank find you. that one thing, what brings you joy, and do that on purpose every single day. It's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. I love um, the thought of preparing for joy because Mm -hmm. we do prepare for trauma and I'm so tired of this cortisol in my stomach I'm telling you right now I want it gone I'm looking Mm -hmm. for I'm looking for dopamine I'm tired of cortisol Mm -hmm. so (laughs) that is I mean that's a journey in itself you know as a person that used to find joy in so many different things that I just don't do anymore so I'm I'm actually Mm -hmm. I mean you, you all just opened something in my mind like actually looking forward to finding the thing that brings me joy again because there's certain things that I like to do with me but but finding defining that so that in itself seems like something that would get me out of this this um cycle of being mm-hmm. triggered you know mm-hmm. and doing dealing and thinking about it when I'm working when I'm not working and looking at things like oh look at this now and posting about just that terrible cycle that I've been mm-hmm. in so I appreciate mm-hmm. that. I appreciate that. That's just that's a beautiful, beautiful response mm-hmm. to my sticky situation. Thank you so much, ladies. Aww. I just wanted to piggyback off of what Drea mm-hmm. said because the part that I remember from that day and that um, I think it made it a little not difficult, but it really it made me think when um, I had to think about finding joy outside of my children. And yeah. I think a lot as mothers, mm-hmm. a lot of us, when we think about joy, we automatically go to the joy that our children bring mm-hmm. us. And so finding joy outside of anything that anybody else can provide me, whether it's a man, a mama, my children. Yeah, yeah. So finding That's my good. own internal joy. And I think a lot of mothers specifically might struggle with finding what makes me feel joy that's not dependent on any anybody else that is gorgeous mm-hmm. so i just wanted to offer that to you thank and your you mother, any mothers that might be listening i think that's a boy thank you I that is that. really really helpful that is really helpful it's true because that's the, that's the uh-huh. easy go-to Oh, like, oh, well, see, see, oh, my kids make me happy. My right. kids make me joy. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that feels like the right thing. Like that's the thing that we're supposed mm-hmm. to say. And then if you find joy, you know, or just the idea of finding joy outside of them, it's like there's it's associated with guilt. You know? Exactly. Look. So I love that you said that. Look. I love that you said that. Like we can only be um, you know, as 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 good parents as we are good woman you know like yeah. good to our children as we're being good to ourselves so 
Well, you know, that's never been my problem of feeling. I just had a face. Because I know, because that's the real, that's the with the real moms. I was like, I don't feel guilty. Okay. Right, like, <laughs> I don't feel guilty. <laughs> I forget. To, they're like, could you give us who you are? I was like, yeah, my name's Maisha. I work here. I do that. They're like, and I'm a, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I do have kids, too. Sorry. Yeah, I'm a mom. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. That's my last. I keep forgetting. Yes, I am. Don't, you, Maisha, you got kids? Yeah. Sorry. I, I don't talk about them. <laughs> just kidding i do talk about my babies but i but it's but it is yeah i i do i think i do think that's the easy way to define like oh okay what my kids do when they're happy i'm happy that's the easy way mm-hmm. for me not to do the work so yeah, I, yeah so i appreciate the reminder not to use that as the easy go-to to push beyond the easy like oh my kids are happy so i'm happy mm-hmm. yeah Thank you. Woo! Sticky situations, everybody. If you have anything to say about them, please, please let us know. We heard about, you know, us as black women wanting to feel more protected or feeling unprotected in these times. Where are black men? Won't they stand up? We talked about being a pick me, you know, but we aren't. Not pick me. Oh, not me. (laughs) (laughs) But but the real, no, but the real, the real um, tea about that is really having some conversations with men about their vulnerability abilities their thoughts mm-hmm. about dating and that it's not greener on the other side so that was a great mm-hmm. thing and then finally we talked about this you know academically and theor- theorize academic academically i don't know main race <laughs> just dealing with race <laughs> theoretically and in real life and really mm-hmm. finding joy during these times of trauma and how do we make sure that we're not just in this over excessive obsessive um realm of trauma over and over again because it's so easy to be triggered so thank you mm-hmm. so easy mm-hmm. so our next thing is to spin the globe and this is when we talk about things that are happening now i know mine is i know i'm going last i know somebody's gonna say it so whoever if anybody says mine i'm just jumping in all right so <laughs> you went first so what's happening in the world what's going on what do you what you notice <laughs> what you notice? What you notice? What you notice? <laughs> what you notice? <laughs> hmm. Um, mine has got to do with police reform. Oh, go yeah. ahead, spill it out. Um, ever since the murders, you know, of like George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and Elijah McClain, um, the world seems to be interested. Like you have this one discussion to fund the police. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't actually mean defund exactly, uh, but it means reallocation mm-hmm. of funds and putting it, putting those dollars back into the community to um, address these social determinants that are causing a lot of breakdowns in our community. Um, and then you got people that are just like, get rid of cops altogether. Mm-hmm. And then you have people that are like, well, why don't we like change some of the policies or enact policies? And then you have people that are working on actual laws. And I noticed um, all over the world, like there's this discussion of what should we be doing? Like we've had um, advancements like body cams. Um, and I and I do think the body cams are great because mm-hmm. uh, we've been able to actually see things mm-hmm. um, and we're not waiting for like dashboard cameras. Like right. You're, you're right literally on the scene. So um, I think those are great, but we definitely still need more. Mm-hmm. And um I personally um, think that even in our uh, in our city we have something you know that yeah. that's being worked on 
called Cario's Law, which kind of like holds mm-hmm. count, uh, holds officers accountable um, to intervene. And I know that there's a policy like duty to intervene in you know a lot of police uh, departments mm-hmm. throughout the country, but it's a policy and it's not a law, mm-hmm. which means it's not right. a mandate. Which means that if you don't intervene, then not only are you protected by your union, but there are no consequences, um, right. negative impacts for you not intervening. And so, um, Carol's Law states that you must intervene, and if you do, you will be protected. You don't have to suffer because of doing nice. it. Um, and then, if you don't do it, there's going to be consequences that are punishable by law. And there's more points, but I think those those three points there mm-hmm. are super crucial, and I think could really um, play a major role in um, in you know changing the police departments mm-hmm. throughout the country as is right now. So yeah, wow. I, I I first of all, I'm, when you were talking, I'm writing down because I'm going to put the link for Carrier's Law. I've been seeing that on Facebook, so I'm going to put the mm-hmm. link about it. And also, I actually just attended a webinar um, two maybe on Thursday about not defunding the police, but abolishing the police, like like mm-hmm. a real you know, and and mm-hmm. and what it looks like and how. And it was like even for me, who I'm like crazy crazy liberal, I was like abolish. <laughs> Yeah, get him out of here. But I want to hear the plan for the real thing. I mean, I'm. You won't yeah. hear me. You won't be hear me like really at holding a sign to about abolish and get get it posted all over the world. Like, but but I do. <laughs> I learned like the other sign. Like the yeah. other sign. I'm gonna. Oh, that's. I gotta find that picture. But um. But I do. I do understand the need for this accountability and the. I'm. I'm all in for defunding. But I'm almost at abolitionist, believe it or not. I know it sounds crazy. And the woman who was talking about it, she was like, she's attorney. She was like, I was, I was always defund and reform until three years ago. And she, they were talking about the plan and it sounded like it could work. However, we know that it would be outrageous for anyone to even think about just reconsidering how we protect our communities. And that's what it was mm-hmm. about. The reconsidering of protecting communities instead of policing communities. Mm-hmm. So it, yeah, it was, it was really fantastic, but that's, that, there's some things that are happening now. There's that people aren't even, they're not even like cognizant of like that's This was been a movement forever about defunding and, you know, and reallocating and also ab- abolishing. And it's taken, like you said, I love you talking about these cameras and, and unfortunately people, unfortunately people to lose their lives and their livelihood for people to even consider it. Like you said, when you're talking to me, just regular human decency, mm-hmm. just human decency. Mm-hmm. That was, that was my take. I thought. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah. you're just staring at me. I was like, that was my take. You, you talk a lot, so I, I never know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. Um, so this it is it's been an interesting conversation and a much needed like like you just said, such a long overdue conversation. And if conversations have been happening, people don't know about it. Mm. So the fact that it's on the forefront, I, I, you know, I just, I keep saying that it's such an interesting time to be alive and there's so much happening. So many, um, I mean, our people are dying, mm. like we're, you know, we're being gunned down and but I still have a part of me that feels like this is a wonderful time to be alive as a black person because mm. we're seeing things. We're actually living through change, you know, we're seeing the, um, the fruits of our labors. Yeah. And 
that's a beautiful thing. Like even you know, um, Drea's talking about like Carrie's law mm-hmm. and seeing that on the way into becoming coming into fruition, and that is something that's you know can and should be yes. adopted by other states and other I know governments. That's right. And um, just to see, but the the fact that there's a need, there's a need for it is just utterly disgusting. We, we we can't say that enough. But there is a need for it, and I'm just happy to be alive at a time to see it like so close like you know what I mean like we've had generations before us who've had you know they've seen certain things happen and I think that this is it for us this Mm -hmm. is our moment this is our movement that Mm -hmm. we're seeing um, growth from we're seeing results from after such a long fight I don't know what it is well you know I do believe some of this is cosmic it's it's the time Mm -hmm. it's the time for it and it just has to happen certain things have to happen the way that they're happening Mm -hmm. um I don't know. I, I just I feel I feel really good about it as mm, far as like mm-hmm. what we're seeing as far as the progress and what we're seeing as far as I mean and you know that I'm just power to the people, face yes. in the air, burn it down. Like that's that's me. And I know that's not everybody, but that's mm-hmm. me. If we gotta burn it down and get results, burn it down. That's mm-hmm. it. Dismantle. And, yeah, dismantle. Mm-hmm. And little, if we gotta literally burn it down, do that too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm seeing you know, that's that's yeah. not I know that's I don't I speak for myself. Yeah, yeah. We got at this point it's like all the kid gloves are off. We have to do whatever it is we have to do to get what we need in this country and, and across the world, but in this country specifically where we live. Right, work, we're right, dealing with our babies. Right. right. Mm. What did Malcolm say? By any means necessary. Yep. Look, I was like, yeah. Mm. This is deep. But it's interesting to talk about, like, and to think about, like, reform and change. Like you said, Maisha, to, to even consider abolishing, mm-hmm. but not really having anything in place. And that's right. the thing. We as a people, we, uh, we got to move towards, like, um, even in the discussion of Afrofuturism, you know, just moving, like, I love Afrofuturism because it gives us the opportunity to reimagine and, and to shape and to adamantly have our hands in the dirt building what our future looks like, mm-hmm. you know, and what does a future without police policing our communities, what does that look like? Right. And whatever we think that that looks like, we have to like start to create that now mm-hmm. instead of waiting for the system to actually crumble. Exactly. We should already be adamantly working on that, which goes back to my um, sticky situation. Mm-hmm. It's like already having the protection in place. Yes. You know what I mean? And not mm-hmm. waiting for the police presence not to be there or not waiting for me to get hurt right. in order for me to show up, but mm-hmm. already having something in place where um, people just automatically show up like the NFAC is doing yeah. in Atlanta yeah. right now. Like mm-hmm. they're, right, yep. they're showing up. They are presence, you know. Yes. Is your daddy a part of that? My, my, no, my dad's always sharing their videos in our group chat. Look at this. He yeah. seems like he would be a good <laughs> candidate. Yes. <laughs> I was like, Whoa. listen, my if, if, the fact that my dad told me about them before I knew about them. My dad was he's always showing. He does show the new Black Panther Party when they show up the place. He's like. He has something on his own, like I, I video. I was there. Look at this. Look at them. That's right. Yes, yeah. should be a member. I know. I should join. Oh, well, you find the link. Post the link to join. I will. Well, yeah. Well, let me join. see. No, I can't find anything. I looked. <laughs> I look. Why don't we have that? I don't think we. I don't think we can carry like that. We're not open carry. Still. Right. Okay. Right. Bye. Yeah. You're not open carry. We can still walk concealed. We can you can do concealed. Look. Look. Point at it. <laughs> Point at your head walking. You can't see it. It's concealed. 
But you know it's there. But it's hair, boo. <laughs> I know. Listen, you can get you can get a gun easier than you can get a Popeye's chicken sandwich down here. Wow. It is so easy. I, when I came here, I was just like, well, let me go look to see about getting a gun. I was like, hi, do I need any class? No. Do I need way? He's like, no, we're free down here. I was like, oh, I'm from New York State. He's like, we're free down here. All you need to do- show is that you're a law-abiding a citizen. It was a black man. He was trying to shame me for not wanting to buy an AK-15 or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, 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 listen, sorry. I'm just asking questions. It was, I felt uncomfortable, so I left. <laughs> so Felicia, what's your spin the globe? Uh, I'm a little ashamed to talk about it now. Andrea, you know, she was very. Uh, I think it's the same as mine. I think it's the same it's, as mine. It's, it's the tea. It's the petty tea about Will and Jada. That's what I'm talking about. So go ahead. We can tag team. What you got to say We're about tag it? Tag team. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Drea said something earlier, and I was like, mm, "Yeah, you know, because she." I mean, you're talking about like, "Do I care?" Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Do I care?" Mm-hmm. I don't know if I care, but it's it's still interesting conversation because it opens up greater conversation. Right? Yeah. Tons of comments. I had like just so many thoughts about it. One is just kind of. I think that a lot of people look at Will and Jade and like their marriage is amazing. Like, mm-hmm. so just one thing about. Um, always thinking that somebody else has this great relationship worry about and focus on your own relationships mm-hmm. stop thinking that everybody else has like this great thing happening that was like one of my more surface thoughts about mm-hmm. it um i had the thoughts about and i'm still i got a little bit of clarity yesterday but about like um what was was he was he willow's friend mm-hmm he was friends with, with both of their, their, their so this is like a, an artist too. So this is a kid's friend. Just this all of the inappropriateness. He's very young it. and drug using and drug addicted. Very no, like, unhe- like, unhealthy in a lot of different ways. In a very in a very vulnerable state. Very vulnerable. So mm-hmm. um, I had I took some exception to like uh, whatever I heard Jada saying about like using him as a part of her healing. Yeah, that was gross. That that that. You don't. <laughs> That's my term. That's not Felicia because she's a licensed mental health counselor. But for me, that was gross. It's still gross. I can. I can <laughs> okay, okay. I don't know if you can use like that because you get mad I when I say crazy. The behavior so. is it's disgusting behavior. It's, it's disgusting. Because yeah, and then I'm not I'm not speaking. I'm speaking as feet right now. Okay, right. And <laughs> you know, and um, it, it is disgusting. If, if predatory behavior is predatory behavior. Thank you. I don't. I've heard. Oh, he was a grown man. I it's predatory behavior. Thank you. You know, if somebody's in a vulnerable space and you know that and you take advantage, it's predatory behavior. Thank you. Either way it goes. Um. So yeah, I was feeling a little bit uh, like a pick me because I was. Will just looks so sad. He looks so sad. He so sad in the picture. Oh. I, mean, I shared a couple memes and videos <laughs> poking a little fun at him. But we're family, so. But how do we know? Because he's an actor. He's a, um, he's a, that, you know what? That face is the pursuit of happiness face. That face was why don't you don't want why you don't want me, man? That was yes, that's his sad. That face. was the pursuit of happiness face. So you're right. He's an actor. Jade is an actress. I don't know how much it is. Is like you know, let's just act <laughs> and do what we do best. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. But um, and then I just. I thought the part that they felt that they owed the world accountability for it was a little interesting too because like who really gives it at the right. end of the day like people are going to talk shit and that's it's going to be what it's going to be but did you really have to do a red table talk about it like do we really need to we both never known about the entanglement <laughs> had you not <laughs> had you not got, gone to the table 
and talked about it. I just feel like, so that part of it too, like, like I said, it, it brings about a, a broader picture about marriage and I don't know what it looks like to be married for 25 years. I don't know what it looks like to be with somebody at, when they're like miserable and horrible and terrible and I don't want to look at you. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what they go through, but I do think that whatever happens in a marriage belongs to the married people. Right. I don't right. feel like the married people owe us who are a part of that marriage, who that marriage has an impact. I don't feel like you owe us anything. No. You owe it to each other and if you guys pulled somebody else into your situation and got mm-hmm. entangled some kind of way maybe to those people but that part was just like I'm, and I, I get that they're celebrity but like I think I would have took a, a Jay-Z and Beyonce approach to that y'all yeah. wouldn't know nothing about nothing about nothing but just right. like because um, I had I had spoken to somebody and they were like well they kind of appreciated it because um, they were saying that marriage is very very difficult and um, a lot of people don't really get it they don't really understand mm-hmm. how difficult it is and if more people were maybe honest about how difficult marriage to somebody for a lifetime really, really is, mm-hmm. then maybe it could help a lot of single people, like make help people avoid pitfalls when they, when they get to these really hard spaces and feel like, oh, this isn't supposed to happen. Right. Uh, I'm not supposed to experience this. This is supposed to be blissful mm-hmm. and joyful. So I, I, did, I do get that take, but I feel like there's other spaces for that to yeah. take place. Yeah. It doesn't have to be somebody's... I would hate to have anything that I'm ashamed of or feel some kind of way about just on display for the world to see. Right. Like I, I, so I have that part of it too, but those feelings about, uh, it's like feeling bad for Jada because like everybody knows you're, you know, you might, this is a, probably not something you're proud of and not everybody right. knows. So like you have to be accountable and you have to tell people. So I don't I have a lot of mixed feelings, I guess. I don't feel any one particular way yeah. about the whole thing. Look at, <laughs> see, I read a post today and I was trying to find it and this woman said, so we just gonna act like Jada didn't take advantage of her children's drug addicted broken friend who was who also had a past of, of being sexually abused. Ooh. So we was gonna act like she didn't take advantage of that and, and, and in her so in, in her doing that that it wasn't inappropriate and you know like suggestive of like you know predatory behavior mm-hmm. and i was like oh mm-hmm. you know because i i don't watch tv i don't even know how to keep up with yeah. a lot of stuff so I like i still i know who he is only because i watched when he was on the red table talk with jada her mother and her daughter mm-hmm. and she was talking about him then and then um, i read in some of the comments you know what people were saying so then i went to go look up the story and i looked up the tweets and Mm -hmm. instagram posts and things like that so i knew from back then and it didn't seem like it was a secret so right right but i kind of understand how people can fall in love and how like tragedy and trauma can bring people together but i also do understand the concern of her being a grown-ass woman Mm -hmm. and this still being someone who was very vulnerable like he was an adult but he was very he was still vulnerable right and right. so how do you you know like what she did was taking advantage of him you know mm-hmm. and that just doesn't feel that doesn't make me feel comfortable mm-hmm. you know but the other side of that is Will and Jada have never been secretive about the fact that they have open relationships and I don't know, at the end of the day, whatever we think about it, it happened already. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just like these cases where teachers and fall in love with like the student, students. It's like, I'm not saying it's okay, but it's like, it happened. Right. Like, 
I'm not, and I'm not talking about like teenagers. I'm, I'm, right. I'm even like a college professor. Mm-hmm. Falling yeah. Somebody who's 21. One of my college professors did it that. Just, I'm not. You? Now with me, he left his wife for for him, and then Whoa. they got together. Yep. Whoa. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying, but given the circumstances, when somebody is vulnerable, that. Uh, I mean, you are opening. She's. I just feel like Jada is opening up herself to judgment. Yeah. Because of all of these factors. And she may want to take a second look at herself to see, like, depending on what happened. Yeah. You know, is that healthy or not? But again, I literally haven't watched one video. Yeah. I haven't read one post. I just don't know what happened. And I don't know what was said. Yeah. In the, in the interview with the two of them. But what I do know is that the timing is impeccable. Right. Because we're in the middle of like this is election season and Rihanna Taylor's you know, we, we she her name was trending. Yeah, and we were all working together as a country yeah. to get her, you know, her murderers mm-hmm. uh, arrested arrested and tried and convicted and all that other stuff. And then this it is. just seems like as soon as this hit, it seemed like it was an easy distraction for all of us. Now I I'm not one of those people that feel like who's you have to do either or right but i'm saying jada and will are now trending and we're right. not talking about things that actually matter mm-hmm. and for me this feels like another story that is distracting the masses mm-hmm. and i feel like it was another experiment to see if we're you know still under the spell and i mm-hmm. think that it worked mm-hmm. i know because- I- go ahead i'm sorry yeah. No, no, I'm no, no, yeah, no, I, 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 I c- c- agree with you. I had a post, I put a post up that was a, a clickbait that said, if you really want to know who Will and Jada, all the people they've been involved with in their relationship, and you click on it, and it goes to the, 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 um, p- protest to bring Brianna's people mm-hmm. to justice, and people were clicking it and sharing it. So I know people were clicking on it like, oh, and then signing it. So it is, it, I feel like it is a big distraction. And I know from what I, so that's that side of it. And the other side is I was having the same, what I wanted to talk about today was the same reaction of Felicia is that from what I'm seeing, a lot of people are not on Jada's side. They are really dragging her. Like, so I don't know, you know, about you being a pick me because everybody is hating on Jada from what I, what I see. And, mm. and I felt the same way that it was just, it was really, like you said, open up a lot of conversations about relationships. So that's, that's good. But I did not, I watched the interview um, and I did not feel good about her like talking about this catharsis that she went through and I'm healed it was healing and all stuff Mm -hmm. and it wasn't like you went to a a spa or you went to a therapist you preyed upon a sick young man Mm-hmm. You know, like what, how, what was healing? What was she saying was healing? She was talking about how she had to go through. She was so sad, and she just needed some happiness. And she realized that when she was trying to fix her, that she's a fixer because she need, she didn't want to fix herself. She was just talking about like, this transformative experience at the expense of this young man. Mm-hmm. And it was, and someone had talked about you know using healing um, jargon and verbiage to avoid accountability. Mm. And that's exactly that's exactly, that's exactly what, I felt what like. it felt like. It felt like manipulation of words. That mm-hmm. if you're not, if you're not savvy, that you'd be like, "Wow, I'm really happy she got through that," and forgetting that <laughs> she delayed right. the rest. 
<laughs> laid right. out to other people in the process. So, right. but that was that was mm-hmm. my I want to talk spin the globe too on Felicia really about how it it did open up conversations about these black love and. Mm-hmm. You know what black love is supposed to look like, and you know you can't mention Barack and Michelle, Beyonce and Jay while here and wait, um, Jay, Jay, Jada and Will. Like these are the top three relationships across mm-hmm. the land. This is what black love is, and seeing that it's 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 hard, just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. And a part of the conversation that had me feeling like a pick me too was when women. I saw a lot of comments that were like, well. That's what he gets. Women have been feeling this when they get cheated on. You know, this is how this is how women feel when we get cheated on. Now he knows. And I was kind of thinking, like, why does Will Smith, the person, <laughs> have to take the weight of every black woman that has been cheated on? Like, to see, like, that's what he gets because this is what women feel. Oh. Like, I, didn't, I wasn't comfortable with that response either because I just nobody wants to be hurt and I, I posted that like nobody wants to be hurt right. and more hurt is usually not the answer it, I'm not saying that more hurt doesn't happen but it's usually mm-hmm. not the solution it may be a, um you know it may feel good to get back to somebody or something like that but wanting to see somebody hurt because you've been hurt that's a that's dangerous it it's is. dangerous for you it's dangerous for you emotionally um to want to see somebody else hurt because of something that you've experienced and so that was something that I, that I was seeing like a lot of people saying like kind of like that's what he gets and like I do like I did say like um because it's always like this double standard if a woman has a, um an outside relationship you know yeah than when a man does like the woman I think is you know shamed way more yes, than the yes, man that definitely yes. happens so that's definitely at play too because if we do know that Jada and Will had an open relationship then that means we know that Will has had extramarital um, entanglement and she said that as well right so mm-hmm. like just because his are more silent and his, the people may not have come forward if we know that it's happening like you can't just shame her and just it's okay for him like right. when it was him it was like well that's just what it is that's what they do but now right. that it's a name it's given the name and a person like because I, I honestly feel like the reaction would have been the same even if it wasn't a broken young man right. if it was somebody yeah. Yeah. who was whole and complete in a great space I think that the reaction would have still been the same that she got so I think there's still that and I just at the end of the day I feel like um like we just have black men and women have so much healing to do because I feel like a black woman can't say anything without a black man saying well what about and a black yeah. man can't say anything without a black woman saying I mean, I mean collectively you know what about yeah yeah what about mm-hmm. us or how come well you know I can see it I see it a lot a black man will put a post up about something with black men and it's like well or, or black women is well y'all do this and that's you know it's like well can they ever be heard without us saying mm. well well y'all like we're not talking about women right now black men want to talk or about black men black men want to have a conversation about black women and i think that we are so used to going back to not feeling protected mm-hmm. feeling attacked by black men that we're automatically offensive and defensive mm. and so it just makes me feel like it gets highlights to me how much healing needs to take place collectively among black men and black women yeah and i think that black men would probably say the same thing that they feel the same way Mm -hmm. that they feel like they can't say anything without being attacked and they feel like they're being grouped in and they Mm -hmm. feel like they're you know i think we're always being pitted against one another personally in private conversations and especially in the media Mm -hmm. we're constantly being pitted against one another because that is how 
the rest of the world will thrive is when we're not working together. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And this is just the worst time in in all of history for us to not be working together. You know what I'm we saying? And if you know, look at like when Jay Z and Beyonce had whatever story they had, you know that that went public. They didn't really address it publicly, but. You know, people definitely were taking sides mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. people felt how they felt. And I'm just saying, you just never know what the side of the story. But my, my thing is always, why are you talking about this right now? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, all the things that's going Everything on in the world, on. this is old news. Like, I know mm-hmm. you have the red table talk about other stuff, but why are you choosing to talk about this now? Mm-hmm. Like, on the red table talk, you can talk about anything that you want to mm-hmm. talk about. Mm-hmm. You can talk. You, I mean, you, she could have had. I mean, I think she probably did have Jane Elliott on her show before. She just had she, her, yeah. She brought people back again. Yeah. So then, let's talk about things that are relevant to the mm-hmm. whole world, not just your your personal relationship. But then again, who am I to say that? It's not my show. I just think that we just have to really be careful about how easily distracted mm-hmm. we are. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, we don't know. This could be a lie. You know, mm-hmm. Will could have participated in it. He could have gave it his blessing. And then we don't know who the hell he's been with. He could have been with some men. He could have been with whoever. We just simply don't know. Right. And we're not talking about what he did or didn't do. Right. Like we just are so easy to, and mm-hmm. eager to hang out some hang somebody else to dry. And again, I'm not discounting right taking advantage of, of mm-hmm. anybody, mm-hmm. no matter what age they are. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he. I'm not discounting that. If, if she did that, that's absolutely wrong, and mm-hmm. I don't support it. I, I'm against it, and also, what does that do to like the whole institution of marriage for those mm-hmm. who believe in it? You know, like what does that do? Like, what are you promoting? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah, and I wanted to say too, like, like we we can't afford that right now. Yeah, this, this is not the time. Like, I think, and I, and it kind of ma- does make you look at it like a time where black women and black men have been the most unified. Mm-hmm. Left and right. Now we got to hear about how Fifty Cent is talking about he likes exotic women and not black women. We got to hear about <laughs> how some other guy who I don't even know this rapper. He had barrettes in his hair. That's all I know. He had some oh. and some barrettes, mm-hmm. and how he only wants white women. But come to find out, he's a pimp. So he yeah, wait a pimping. minute. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. A, it was another article. Like, I, all these again, articles, you're. Like, I don't trending. know where your timeline has led you. My cousin, I told you, my cousin, he put me on. <laughs> He puts me on. You gotta follow him. He puts me on to the thing. Um, and he's just saying, like, and he was just saying, like, now we have black women in the uproar because a black man doesn't want to pimp them. Right. Like, who cares? You know what I mean? You're in the uproar. Who, like, this is not the time for that. Let's bring right. it back. Let's be focused. Let's be center. And, like, I, I said this a few times recently, I don't want it to take another killing, on another brutal murder. To get our blood boiling again. Thank you. I don't want you know. We got to keep that 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 going. We got to maintain that energy. Um, without it taking another tragedy for it to right. boil back. We gotta right. we gotta stay on it. We can't we can't afford to get so distracted that we we just we fall off course. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I also like to propose too. Like I think this is a time for us to be like fasting uh, more than usual, and I mean specifically from like social media. Like really giving ourselves like a certain period of time to be on and a certain amount of time to not be on mm-hmm. because we know that the ones who are controlling and driving that ship of 
of of the media you know that they're driving it with a very very clear agenda and a very clear intent to control our minds mm-hmm. and to divide us and to um, perpetuate fear and the lowest vibration possible mm-hmm. and I think if we are to really talk about how we're gonna move forward if we are to really talk about like uh, creating and reimagining what our future looks like as black people and what does life look like after this system crumbles because it will crumble um, then we are not going to be able to have those conversations and really be effective in action if we are constantly like putting things into our mind that is breaking us down mm-hmm. and interfering with the way that we process information and create generate ideas and work together you know we got to be careful that's true i like the thought of moderation because like i said like i just deactivated and Mm -hmm. i know you know social media even though we know how things are controlled we have always been a brilliant people to navigate and be able to use things to our advantage and social Mm -hmm. media and a lot of places are being used for our advantage to spread the word to get things like you said things passed to get things trending to get the word out and so like you said using it to not just be intaking and consuming things Mm -hmm. that aren't um aren't valuable and 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 working towards our better better good better good that's the word but to really use it (laughs) to really use it to like you said to bring that creativity to push out the things to to move the needle forward so it's just such a delicate dance but i know one thing i know me the overconsumption of traumatic well, I don't watch the videos. So I close my eyes. But just the overconsumption mm-hmm. of things that that trigger me, and also things that aren't helping. That's just like, okay, good. Let me just take this in then to to kill my mm-hmm. mind, so I don't think about the other things. Yeah. Will and Jada, get yourselves together. Because you really, like you said, it's your business, but you really did derail some other good work that was happening in the community. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Absolutely. They could have came on. Welcome to the red table. Um, I know you want to hear about us, but guess what? Breonna Taylor's killers are not have not been arrested yet. How Let's about do that? that. How and and that log off. And How log powerful off. that have been? Yeah. Log off. Like that's the red uh, table. That's been super powerful. That's red table talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. I really like that. People. Well, thank you. Um, too bad I'll never be at the table. <laughs> Especially not after that comment. <laughs> <laughs> you're nasty, Jada. You're nasty. And Will, you're, you're not that good of an actor. So, right, right. Will's like, he's an actor. I'm like, is he though? <laughs> <laughs> he was looking a mess. All right. So we've gotten. Um, I don't think we have a regentrification today. Have you got? Have you all been? We can. Let's just let's just promote Feed Buffalo. Let's, let's promote Feed Buffalo. Let's, let's, let's use this time to promote Feed. Tell us, tell us about it. Address, location, all that. Yeah, yeah. tell us all that. Feed Buffalo is located in, on the west side um, of Buffalo, New York. Our address is 456 Massachusetts Avenue. Um, 14213 is our zip code. Feed Buffalo is um, Western New York's first organic, safe, and halal food access resource mm. center so essentially we give away free healthy food to the community as our way of um, building healthy communities so excuse me whenever i write down the word healthy community i always see heal thy community mm. and i feel that that is my charge and i think it is all of our charge those of us who are aware awake and who can see and who have 
who, who claim to love each other. Um, wherever there are black people, there is, a, you know, there you will find oppression. And where black people live, um, you know, in food deserts, meaning that there's no um, grocery stores present, mm-hmm. like, and there's no even corner stores that have like healthy food, or there's no farms, or there's no uh, urban gardens. Um, whenever you have these food deserts, it's usually linked to poverty, you know, mm-hmm. and it's linked to uh, you find poor um, health conditions, you find poor schools, you find just poor eating habits and um, and a lot of violence in many cases. So my my goal, my vision for Be Buffalo is to build healthy communities. And I think at the very basic level of, of, of communication, um, of communicating with people in the community, I like to always ask them, have you eaten today? What have you eaten today? Mm. Have you drank any water today? And I listen to people talk about their day and their traumas and things that make them angry and their heart aches and especially talking to actors people out in this community doing this work you know when you ask them have they eaten and the answer is no like i don't care what you're working on like if you haven't eaten because you, you can't you, do you it can't eat Mm-mm. then you can't even think straight you know right. i don't mean even if i'm hungry like i'm hungry now I'm right. like, <laughs> like, when you're hungry like you you can't even really formulate your sentences properly mm-hmm. like you can't really process how you're going to like get through um you know as good as you would if, if you had a good meal and think about how many children how many little black kids are outside all day and all night you know mm-hmm. and in this hot scorching sun like they haven't had any water they have headaches you know mm-hmm. they're sick um it's just a lot going on in our communities and i just really uh, it's just interesting how we're spending so much money millions and millions and millions of dollars on lofts and we're closing schools we're erecting living spaces that can only hold maybe 20 to 30 families and um in a place where there's almost 300,000 people living here Mm -hmm. you know and so i'm serving about three to five hundred people um per month Mm -hmm. you know and 300 to 500 families i should say from right and people are calling me there's uh agencies referring people to me major agencies calling me because they understand the need um that people have dietary restrictions and i just believe that if you have like if you have diabetes and you need some food you should be able to go somewhere and get food that you know you you should be able to leave with two and three bags just like everybody else yeah food is healthy Mm -hmm. knowing that it's safe knowing that it's local it's coming from local farmers it's coming from people who are concerned about how they um take care of their land how they treat the animals on that on these farms I think that we should be able to know where our food comes from. So, and I also want to say about Feed Buffalo that feeding people is just part of our mission. Uh, mission feeding people food, I mean, is only a part of our mission. I'm interested in feeding the, the mind, the body, and the soul. So this particular space is is it's also a healing space. It's a healing center. People come in here one way and they leave another. We've, um, we've held sacred sessions here that include um, energy chakra alignment mm-hmm. we've got energy work in here we've uh we burned sage in here we've had comedic yoga sessions in here uh we grow herbs in here you know people come in here <laughs> crying and 
Oh my God, we give them some healthy juice and then they leave better. So, <laughs> yeah, I know I'm kind of like going on and on, but no, no, like, no. my vision for Feed Buffalo is so vast because uh, we, we, I, I want to feed mothers, you know, we, we feed single, excuse me, single mothers, we feed the children. Children come here all the time, knock on my door, I'll give them a healthy snack. So instead of giving them regular ice cream, it'll be ice cream made with coconut milk or almond right. milk, you know? And I, I always tell them, make sure you go ask your mom if you can have this. And <laughs> I love giving them an orange instead of giving them a bag of candy, you know? Right. So it's really just about building community again. I'm trying to get people to think about their neighbors and have conversations again. Um, that's one negative impact of gentrification that with other people move into our communities, then they're not necessarily like talking to their neighbors. Right, anymore. right. Mm-hmm. So how would you know if your neighbor is eating? How would you know if they need food? And again, when this system is going to crash, and when it does, you know, we all we have to have a system in place already um, to where people are thinking about their neighbors and creating resources for themselves, for the neighbors, and then sharing those resources. And so Feed Buffalo is looking to be a leader in that movement. I'm also very proud and grateful to say that we have received um, a half an acre of land. Oh. And so, yeah, we're actually going to be erecting a healing garden in 2021. So we've, uh, we've started the process of testing the soil. Um, shout out to Gail Wells and the Buffalo Freedom Gardens for helping me with that. She connected me with Cornell um, Cooperative. Mm-hmm. Am I saying that right? Extension. Um, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And they tested our soil, so I'm waiting, eagerly waiting for those results. So I can find out what minerals are already there. So far, I know we have like red clover growing, growing, which protects and it heals the soil. Nobody Good. planted that. God planted that. Um, we also found some poison ivy there. <laughs> so <laughs> I do feel like in, in, in a weird way, God was protecting some people go onto that land and, and destroying that land so we're going to get that all cleaned up and redo everything and i envision like a beautiful healing space in 2021 where people can come and pick herbs and and just sit and look at flowers and eat and just be healed that is beautiful that is so beautiful feed buffalo i'm going to put all your information under that everybody click on there and help donations donations gifts Gifts. All of that. Gifts. Donations. <laughs> Donations. Yeah. Gifts. Let's help. Because as as you can see, you know, maybe not everyone can be in a healing space and hand out oranges or give um, the the healing and, and everything that happens in there, but you can give your time and your, your money. Right. Mm-hmm. You can do that your hand can reach in that way. So I'm saying that people mm-hmm. need to support people who are supporting the community. And any anyway thank you. Yes, yeah, so good. Now do we have a side we, sound off? Wait, what'd you say what? I was gonna say, can we um shout out what no wound and treated is doing right now too? But I think what you're doing <laughs> is really beautiful for the community. And I think you should tell us about your recent project that you're doing and I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Dre. She's gonna have to pay for a commercial. Uh, <laughs> you gotta tell us. Usually, please. try to keep her stuff separate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, Felicia. Pick me, spirit. Really was a pick me. <laughs> Can we talk about Felicia? No, we don't talk about Felicia stuff on here. <laughs> Go ahead, 
Oh, well, um, that wasn't a Rona cough. <laughs> That's two coughs I've heard over there, everybody. They in the same room together. <laughs> I'm in a, I'm in a hot spot, but they over there no, coughing. Right. <laughs> um, no wound untreated is my organization, and our our main purpose is to educate on and heal and prevent traumatic experiences in our community. So, um, we recently secured some funding that will allow us to provide free counseling, free therapy for individuals and families in the community who may not otherwise have access to it, may not want to use their health insurance, may not have health insurance, may want a therapist that looks like them and can understand, um, you know, their plight. So we have secured funding for that. We're in search of more funding right now so that we can serve more people because the response was overwhelming, Mm -hmm. which is a beautiful thing, but also, you know, a concerning thing because the need is there. We just, you know, with the funds that we got so far, we can't help everybody. So we're still pushing forward and trying to secure more funding. We're uh, literally about to roll out next week with um, actually starting the session to everybody. So um, I'm excited. I'm excited to see the community responding to wanting to seek help. And I think that um, eliminating some of those barriers was really important. I see all the time on my timeline, who knows a black therapist? How do I access a black mm-hmm. therapist? How do I access therapy, mm-hmm. period? Or I need therapy, but I don't, I'm scared. I don't know what it looks like. I don't, you know, we have all these fears and stigmas about therapy and rightfully so. I always say like, you know, rightfully mm-hmm. so we've had, we haven't always been treated kindly um, by the public health systems and things like that. Mm-hmm. But um, happy and feel privileged to provide a, a safe space for people um, to get those needed services. That is so wonderful. Wonderful. Very good. Very good. We're feeding, we're feeding the body, the soul, and the, the spirit, and the mind. Oh. All of them. And so, I mean, I guess it's, I guess this is a great time for me to promote my. Um, so, <laughs> if you all want to see some stretch marks, um, you want to feed the eyes and the libido. <laughs> Um, oh <laughs> you get tired of eating oranges and getting through your trauma, come see mama, okay? Oh, okay. <laughs> oh my god. Come on over to stretchmarks.com. The tagline. That's so real. The tagline. I'm over to stretchmarks.com and we'll have to trauma. Come see mama. I hate her. I can't. Yep. We all play our. Didn't I just say we all play our parts? <laughs> we all play our parts. I can't stand you. <laughs> mm, me either. Me either. Do we have? Do we have a siren sound off? Because we've been on for an hour and forty minutes. I just want y'all to know that. We did. What was our siren sound off last time? It was about. Oh, it was a good one about the cousin sleeping with the friend and you're doing it. <laughs> so. I can, I can remember. It was a real one too, y'all. For real, this is wasn't made up. This was for real. Yeah. So this was. I, I, I'm not reading it, but from memory, dang it, there was a woman who wrote in and said that um, she was dating somebody for a while. They were Perfect. vibing. They really, really liked each other. Um, he had said something about a family reunion coming up, and I'm just paraphrasing from mm-hmm. memory. He had said something about a family reunion coming up, and he said like when he finally said the name of the reunion, she was like, "Wait a minute." <laughs> That's my family reunion. Um, so they were. They found out that they had some, uh, like they had some relation cousins. Um, cousins. I don't remember how. I think it was like maybe fourth cousins. We didn't know if it was by marriage Something or like by that. blood. Yeah, yeah. 
we didn't know how, but there's some kind of relation. And the, basically, it was like, do we continue? Um, because I think they had they felt they felt something. I don't remember mm-hmm. awkward. No, they no. felt awkward. They yeah. were feeling awkward about it, and they were just basically saying, do we continue with the relationship or do we just can it? Because we know like we're probably um, kissing cousins. Uh, you forgot the most important part. What was that? She said the sex was cosmic. Cosmic, cosmic sex. Cosmic sex. With her cousin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what she really wanted to hold on to. Not the love. Cosmic uh, and, and I sex. said, I'm sorry. It's just, I, I, I couldn't rock with it. We're the same family reunion. Even though we were not by me, I, I couldn't. But I... I, I, I <laughs> can do it. I could. Yeah, I think they already did it though. I know. I, I couldn't could do it again. Right. I, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it again. Especially, especially if we find out that you know, great, great, great grandma, whoever is, is the same great, great girl auntie. Like, especially once we confirm it and do our ancestry DNA. Well, what's the black one? We do the black lineage one. We're not yeah. doing ancestry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we do an after we do our black our black ancestry kit and get the DNA results back, and it says that we're fourth cousins. I just can't look. I don't know if I ever look at you the same. Yeah, I would not be able to do that. I, I couldn't look at you the same, like knowing even and I and I remember I had talked about the fact that like because my dad was older, a lot of my cousins like oh the yeah. cousins that I grew up with are like my third cousins because we're the mm-hmm. ones who are the same ages. Yeah, so that's who I grew up. With. So third cousins, especially in black with black people, third cousins is not far removed. Nope. we're close. No, to our third no, cousins. We're no, close to our fourth cousins. We're still. That's still considered close family in our culture. Yeah, yeah. Oftentimes, like we we know our cousins all the way on down. So yes, um, yeah. For me, I'm not gonna be able to do. That's like our kids' children. Our our kids, our grandchildren dating. That's too close. That's too close for. That's too close. Me and your, you know, too Too close. close. Too close. Too close. My thing is, if you gotta ask the question, you already know. You what already know. Right. You don't feel right. good about it. You already know what it is. You don't feel good right. about it. Listen to your gut, sis. Right. No. No. It's a no. 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 And I mean, if you if you have any feelings of shame and guilt surrounding the fact that it already happened, that's what you have to work through. No, you right. come see me. I got you. Right. No, that's what I'm saying. With, <laughs> you, with you, that's something. Listen. You gotta work listen, through. First, you gotta go to feed really Buffalo. Happen. Like, yeah, that get you a thing. Like, were you really feeling some kind of way about the fact that, well, this has already happened, and I'm right. No, change from that. Alicia, I got the plan. What's they the said, plan? listen. First, first deal. We go to feed Buffalo. We get us a, a meal. A meal. Because we can't even think right or articulate. We already heard that without a good meal, and we and we got to burn that sage. Get it out of here. All right, I'm already feeling bad. Let's go to therapy. Let's go to therapy. You know, mm-hmm. let's go talk. Let's go talk. Let's go to a no wound on tree because this is a wound. And it is, that is a wound. Go our separate Gaping. ways. Gaping wound. Send the man over to mama. Only can. <laughs> <laughs> and only after you. And only after you do a test to make sure he's not your cousin too. Right. No, no, <laughs> no. Only fans. You just watch. Remember, this is my online only fan. I forgot. I forgot you didn't know Dre about what only fans was. This is sex work. Okay. <laughs> this is sex work. Coming from our former almost cuddlers. <laughs> That's my instead of instead of a cuddlers because of COVID, I'm gonna have a only for stretch marks. So then you come watch. So that I mean that's the plan. But you're done, Missy. As Dre said, you're done, sis. Follow your gut. You're done. You're not. You're, you're done. Not. It's over. No, you don't. You know that was wrong. I mean, it's over. You didn't know, so we're not holding that. When you, when you didn't know, you didn't know. 
but you didn't mess up and looked under the rock. That's what you get. You should just stubbed your toe, kept walking. You looked under it. You looked you heard under him it. Family reunion. You should have said, "I'm never going to mine." Like, like no thanks. <laughs> you, you said you should. You should have been like, "No, nah, I'm good. I'm good. You don't want to come down. I'm good. I don't. Want, I don't well, this this area is small. We might be related. <laughs> A little small." <laughs> Oh, so sorry. You can't do it anymore. No more cosmic sex. <laughs> sorry. Hope you find somebody else that can do it for you like that. Maybe it was cosmic because he was familiar with the body parts. You're related. <laughs> this, thigh, this thigh runs in the family. I've touched this thigh before. This runs in the family. I'm familiar. I'm familiar. <laughs> I told you I was semi-sober. And it's getting late. I'm tired. I'm gonna wrap this up. It's getting late. Oh my god! All right. So, thank you everyone for listening. We're gonna do our buffalo, buffalo, and our buffalo high. We like to leave on a high note. Buffalo is, you know, something that happened since last recording that was like, ah, boo. And buffalo high is, but guess what? But God, mm-hmm. this is what I'm thinking about as we close out. Go ahead, Drea. You're first again. Oh, wow. Ah. Uh, there's no counts of the week. Um, Buffalo. Something low, like something bad that happened. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's not the lower point of the week. Yeah. Then your high point. My lower point of the week is that I only had a half an hour of sleep. Ooh. On Thursday night. Mm-hmm. And that was the day before a protest. Mm-hmm. And so my energy was crazy. But a high point was that at this protest, um, we bought a piano. I got a piano I said earlier for $150. Mm-hmm. Um, put it on the steps of City Hall. And a man was just released from jail on Friday, July 10th, the same day of our march and protest. When he got out, um, he saw the march and he marched over to the protest concert with them was filming and everything and then after everything was over he sat down at that same piano and played that piano for one hour to his fingers bled and then he raised his, his hand and said you know what i just got out of jail today mm-hmm. i've been sitting there for 12 months i came out and saw all of you and i don't even play the piano i play the drums but i've been sitting in the cell for 12 months so i just want to tell you thank you oh. and that that right there is is all the praises for the most high but that is why that, that gave me like such a sh- assurance like yo I'm doing the right thing like I'm on my path because people thought I was crazy for wanting to put a piano on the steps of City Hall right right and, and I, a piano that wasn't tuned a piano that was only $150 that I had just gotten the same day mm. but that piano uh, that piano became the soundtrack to someone's liberation mm. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah, it's a buffer high. Thank you, Drea. Felicia, top that. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I'm the album in the mail today. <laughs> what? Um, well, my buffalo was my guy hacked. When? Oh, you oh, yeah. oh, yeah, I told you. <laughs> I can't. 
That was yeah. crazy. I w- oh my god! Somebody, really not, it wasn't even a hack. Somebody cloned my whole Instagram. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The whole took my pictures, my pictures of my kids, mm-hmm. reposted them with comments like, "Look, me and my daughter got a hundred and something likes." Uh, just disgusting. <laughs> Clo- was asking for All money. My, my whole hmm? asking for money. Asking people for money, and then my nephew was um, chatting them up, trying to see what the end goal was, and they were just chatting. Like I'm just blessed today, you know, feeling blessed, you know, all this stuff going on the pandemic, but the Lord is keeping me. What? It was, he was well, now we know who. Now we know who hacked it was Miss Mary. That was your mom. Oh my God. That was that's your mom. She gave it away. She gave it away. Just blessed. Mm. <laughs> but that was um mm. I, I don't even know if the page is up yet. Instagram hasn't responded to me yet. I don't think it's up. I don't think it's up anymore. You think I'll, it's look, gone? I'll look now, but go ahead, keep talking. Yeah, because I had everybody block it, so yeah, I, really... Oh yeah, I don't even I blocked it. So I don't know yeah, if you can watch I blocked it right away. I blocked it before I even talked to you. Yeah, like, this ain't, this ain't right. Thing. So I don't I hope listen, I, I didn't make a new Instagram. If you get a request, that's not me. Report it and block. Some of my friends gave them pieces of their mind first and then blocked them. Yeah. I appreciated that as well. But that was my Buffalo. Just like feeling very uncomfortable with somebody having my face and having conversations with people thinking that they're talking to me and it was such a violation. But um my Buffalo High, I guess a lot of a lot of good stuff going on right now. It's feeling mm-hmm. really feeling like I'm on my path. I had two readings to confirm that. Um they're mm-hmm. very on point. Um, just like the project that the organization um, has, um, something else that I'll probably talk about next time because everything should be in place, which is really exciting. Um, things going on about nine to five that are really exciting. Mm-hmm. So things are just really, I'm just really feeling good about the direction um, things are moving in for me. That is wonderful. I mean, it's amazing. I think that little blocking means that little hacking was nothing compared to the blessings that you're experiencing right now absolutely not yeah yeah, yeah. that was a great absolutely. buffalo you know it's not really that low i mean i know by likes to be hacked but you know what i mean That's yeah, yeah 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 so my buffalo is weird too well not yours isn't weird i'm just saying it's it's a little different it's that i received a text from a former co-worker and it was just one text and it was the listing to my home that I sold and it has been redone and about to be flipped and I know it sounds weird to have it low, but it is outrageous the house I toggle it <laughs> wow. they then took my house and made it everything that I ever wanted it to be you know my house I mean now this year it was a hundred years old so I owned it for 13 years and was my first home that I ever purchased and it was old but I always saw the beauty in it so even when I bought it when I knew like oh this needs to be fixed this is I always saw the beauty it's like okay you know if if I'm here this is what I'm gonna do I'm gonna change we're gonna we're going to make this house beautiful and the fact that you know it's sold I no longer live there our family doesn't live there I'm divorced like everything that that house had a part mm-hmm. of you know now it's officially done like it's not even the same house right mm-hmm. so it was kind of like seeing it was like okay this is beautiful people like oh my gosh it's beautiful but on the other hand it's just like wow you know my, my oldest son he talked about he was like you like just looking you're like that's not our home anymore i mean we were raided by the police in there so i mean some bad things happened there too but just to look at just being like so i was i was like really emotional seeing that like this is mm-hmm. really like a, a whole part of my life you know it's just mm-hmm. gone 
like it's just gone it doesn't look the same you know so that was mm-hmm. kind of a buffalo because i mean but if you you want to see it y'all it's beautiful please just talk it's already under contract it was listed listed for four hundred five thousand. it's already under contract somebody's already mm-hmm. buying it yeah it's gorgeous um but then some of my but my buffer high is i had um went on a nice little getaway little mm-hmm. the north georgia mountains and i had an amazing time and one of the things that was amazing is that uh we hiked up on a very um trail that was far more advanced than we had anticipated uh but thank goodness i had some white women um hiking boots <laughs> I know black women were acting like, hey, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but they were the brown ones with the red with the red um shoestrings. You know the kind I know the hiking white women wear yeah. them. That's what I mean. I'm not I white white hiking is not just for white women. Both are some white lady boots I had. But they kept me stable and uh, my partner kept saying, Trust the boots, trust the boots. I said, I'm gonna trust the boots. I'm gonna trust the boots. I was getting scared. But we hiked up to um the top um and it's called Preacher's Rock. And it was this beautiful view. I can't even tell you. I w- we were so high up. And it, it rained the whole day. So we were like walking in the rain. I was sweating. So the view was wow. not. Yeah, the, I put the picture up. The view, you could not see any of it. But like I said, all I cared about is that I made it up there. And I actually <laughs> sang. Which you know I don't sing for real anymore. I actually sang. And I was singing. Oh, because it was just like the beautiful acoustics. And I turned around. I was like, woo! It was a white couple. They had snuck up behind us. We thought we were doing <laughs> Like we can hear you all up the trail, beautiful. I was like, oh yeah, thank you. I was actually singing. I can't complain. I won't complain. I was singing that. Yes, yeah, so I was. Yeah, it was. But it was a really good time, and I learned a lot about myself. Um, I learned a lot about us, and I really, really enjoyed it. So that was my buffer high. That's amazing. That is amazing. Yeah, I think you want to go hiking. Both of y'all talk about. I've been together. hiking. It's been I've been twice in the last, you know, like three weeks, and I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna do more. It's, it was really fun. I think you should try it. I need some white lady hiking boots. I had on some white buddies from Forever Twenty One. Because I didn't want to mess up my good sneakers. Listen, because I don't have a lot of sneakers. I right, a couple pairs of good sneakers. I need some hiking boots. Yes, I'm gonna post a link. I am. It's Columbia. They were the they're Columbia boots. They were seventy nine ninety nine from Diggs. There and they were great. I did all the research on them. They were great, and I knew that I was not gonna go out there with my bad knees. Talk about some. Let me get in these flights. Whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying, these buddies from Toyota. She's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> huh, so thank you. So thank you, everyone. That's our episode. Huh, that was long. I don't know who's going to listen to this. This is long. <laughs> <laughs> the people going to listen. They, they miss right. us. All right. They miss us. We'll just say this was double for your trouble since we haven't been on it so long. There you so go. That's there the marketing. Go. That's the marketing. That's what we'll use. Yeah. That's what we'll say. So everyone, please remember to check us out on all our different platforms. SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Play Music um, Stitcher, all the other platforms. Wherever you hear us, please you know go back and listen to some more. Spotify. Spotify. There it is. Thank That's you, Felicia. We're on Spotify now. Go to our social media. You won't see any active t- activity, but go to it anyway. Okay. <laughs> 
You don't Amen. need. We already told you you don't need to be consuming stuff anyway. We just need the likes. Go go through our old stuff. Like it, okay? <laughs> Share it. <laughs> do please do something. L- listen, listen, w- Drea's fans, do something, okay? Show Come up on. for us. Show up. We're feeling unprotected listen, out here. Y'all already know, okay? <laughs> Show, don't some, let me down. Thank you. Put some comments under here, even if it's just like I love Drea. Just put that over and over again. I am mad. I ain't mad. I love Drea. Me too. Put it under there. So, thank you. Me too. I'll do it first. I'll be the first one. Follow me. Model my behavior. I love Drea, but model my behavior. Model me. We we need the interactions. Okay. Oh, we appreciate you. We love you. And I guess that's it. That's it. That's it. This is the end. Oh God. There ain't no. I can do. I can do the song. Mm-mm. Such a hater. I am. <laughs> Three Sirens Podcast is brought to you by Shea Brothers. Shea Brothers, do butter and love yourself. You can find us on SoundCloud at Three Sirens Podcast. And don't forget to email us at the number three sirens show at gmail. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, Facebook number three sirens, and follow us on Twitter at Cyrus Podcast. Follow, like, and share.